Hey group chat, it's your girl Glenn. Welcome back to another episode of Black Girls Texting. On this episode, we sat down with Chanelo Chidozi, who's a co-founder of Bolden Skin. It's a brand built by Black women specifically for women of color, especially targeted at helping us out with that uh, hyperpigmentation, which we all know and have struggled with and um, feel very fortunate that Bolden exists to help us out with that. Bolden was created to reshape the global conversation around inclusive standards of beauty. It's for brown and black girls everywhere to feel empowered to celebrate the natural beauty and skin we live in. This was an awesome conversation. We got into skin bleaching versus skin lightening versus skin brightening versus color correction, which is just a complicated situation. We talked about beauty, what it means to have good skin and confidence is a great one. Stay tuned. If you want to get your hands on some Bolden products, go on over to their website and use code BGT20 for a discount. It's Shade at Black Girls Texting. I know y'all see my text. You better answer me back. I'm Chels Pinky, also known as the washing machine queen. I'm classically trained. Me, 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 me. This is Glenn at Bedside Brat. Wow, you did us. Goodbye. Welcome, welcome to Black Girls Texting. Tea is steadily spilled in our group chat, and each week we let you in on it. I'm Chels Pinky. I'm Glenn at Bedside Brat. And I'm Shade at Black Girls Texting. Hey, and joining us in our group chat today, we have Chanelo Chidozi, one of the co-founders of Bolden Skincare, which we have been loving. Welcome to the group chat, Chanelo. Thank you very much. I'm very excited to speak to you, ladies. I'm a big fan of the podcast, so it's exciting for me. Thank you. Yeah, so we definitely want to talk all things skincare with you, but we have to get started with our first segment on Red or Reply. As a listener, you may be familiar with this. It's a rapid fire game. We have a couple of topics for you that we want to know. If you would be leaving these on red or are you here for them, would you reply for them? On red or reply? Ready? Yeah, I, yeah. I think I've listened enough that I think I know how to play. So. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, the first one is getting into celebrities' relationships. So a lot, there's a lot going on with a lot of our faves right now. A lot of relationship drama. And there's a lot of eyes on it. A lot of a lot of opinions. How do you feel about it? Do you like to weigh in? Do you like to get into the no, I, I'm going to leave that one on red. Uh, personally, we know we have to understand celebrities are human too. So in as much as we know a lot about them, um, we have to give them grace to make mistakes and live a life. Yeah, so I'm going to leave that one on red. It's just entertaining. And I can't enjoy, it can't be entertainment on another uh, person's expense. So that's what I think. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Yeah, well said. I definitely like like to read it. I'll talk about it, later, <laughs> but like I'm not critiquing anybody or like shaking. exactly, exactly, totally. Okay, the next one is bleaching creams like Natanola, Ambi, like those very classic brands like our grandmothers were using to lighten their dark spots and stuff, but they're also maybe a little toxic. <laughs> exactly uh, totally unread um I sort of understand sort of you know why people do it but a lot of it is around not having um proper education and some of it is colonial mentality just thinking lighter is better and as a brand we want women no matter you know where you are on the spectrum color spectrum to embrace what you are I think we're created perfectly um, we might have hyperpigmentation, which is what we address as a brand, um, but there's no need to look for lighter. I think we're made perfectly the way we are, and we have to embrace the skin that we're born in, born into. Um, so definitely on red. Yeah, yeah. You're going to say something, Chelsea? Yeah, I mean, I, I have it on red as well. I remember when I started, when I started getting like, pimples and all that stuff and it would leave marks my aunts would be like put put a little ambi on there 
um, which I think it goes back to the the lack of education because there's other things you can probably use that are less toxic, as you mentioned, Glenn. Mm -hmm. So also on red for me. Yeah, I can't front. I do. I keep a Natanola jar by my bedside. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I met this man a few years ago and his, he had the most beautiful skin. Like mm -hmm. he was an older black man. It was just clear, shiny. And he was like, girl, I use Natanola. I go down to the Walgreens. I get four or five boxes at a time. But he wasn't trying to bleach or lighten his skin. He just said that that was like his thing. Um, and I tried it in my face and my whole face, like I broke out like crazy, but I do use it like on like dark spots on my body. And I've found that it's, that it helps me. But at the same time, I'm, I'm like, what is this? This smells like kind of wild, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I, I definitely think there's a place for, you know, skin lightening, uh, but just not for all over the body. So if you're doing it as a spot treatment, um, there are better ingredients just because some of it gets in your body and it's a lot of work for your organs to take it out. So there's, you know, kidney toxicity and stuff like that to, to deal with. But yeah, yeah. Um, definitely better products and better systems. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm leaving bleaching your whole face and body on red, but I do put ambi on my spots. Should I not use that anymore? Is that like not a good look? So I don't know if we're going to get into it, but I can tell you why you're getting dark spots. And okay. if you're if you're doing spot treatments without protecting your skin with sunscreen, it's a losing battle. Ah, okay. All right, we are going to get into it. Yeah. I was just like, wait, wait, wait. Kidneys? <laughs> Do I need to go yes. throw this in the trash can right now? Like, because. <laughs> no, there's, there's definitely a level of toxicity, um, especially when you're using hydroquinone. Um, it's not for, you shouldn't be using it for a prolonged period. And it's really just to, you know, get a quick hit and then you protect your skin. But you, no one should really be on long term um, skin lightening. Okay. it's really not so it's really not good for your skin it's not good for your health it thins out your skin Whoa. Mm. okay last one <laughs> a uh, little too heavy right <laughs> a heavy one and we're, we're definitely going to talk more about it when you said thins out your skin i was like oh that doesn't sound appealing mm -hmm, I've seen exactly it. exactly um okay last one is black brands getting extra hype or attention um in the wake of this like black lives matter revitalization especially when it comes from these like white media companies i guess i feel like there are all these like long lists of here are the, the brands you should be supporting right now here are the skincare brands you should be buying right now just yeah. so i definitely would reply to that but i don't want it to be a trend you know, as black people, we should be buying black every day because that's what everyone else does. Um, and there's no bigger support than supporting with your dollars. That's how you make your voice heard. Um, so definitely on on red, but not as a trend, but it has to be sustained um, because we're more likely to invest in our community. We're going to use, employ people that look like us. We're going to invest back in our communities. So it should never be a trend. We should have been doing this day one. I agree. I think, I think it's a good thing that we're being, that we're highlighting all these black brands now. And if, if it comes from a place of, of guilt, so be it. We'll take it. We'll <laughs> take it, right? Yeah. Like we should have been amplifying these brands and you know what they say, amplifying black voices. But, voices. Um, I mean, I'll take it. That's so funny. I think that all that phrase might be a little cringeworthy for all of us, but at the root of it, we can get behind parts of it, I guess. Yeah. All right, y'all. It's time for the group chat. All right. Time to hop into the group chat. Um, and we definitely want to talk a lot more about your brand, but we want to continue having a little key. Um, so wondering to you ladies, what do you love most about your skin, specifically as a melanated woman? I can start I can with something. Okay. I mean, I was thinking about like how much I love 
like the different variations my skin can take on, like depending like what my tan, how my how tan I am, or even like, you know, you can get like a tan in, in like the Caribbean and like a tan in like Asia or something, and it'll just have your skin pop in different ways. I'm like, oh my God, like my skin could do so many things. It can glow, it could be like deep and chestnutty some days. And then like forget it when I wear certain colors, like white on that tan skin is everything. Like wearing some yellow when you got a tan. I mean, just wonderful. The complexities, I think, of the shades of my skin, I really love. I can definitely agree with that. Yeah, I was gonna say very similarly, like the diversity. Um, also, you know, I'm still young, but the black surely is not cracking. We are a-okay over here for now. <laughs> some screen in rotation, but I'm like, this is nice. And I see it in my family. So I'm like, I think I'm okay. I think this, the melanin is really where it's at in terms of the age. <laughs> for me, I have to say, it's really how we're aging. Um, I look at my mom and she's gorgeous. You know, she's 70, what, 72, she's beautiful skin, she's energetic. And then I look at, you know, some of her peers from different races and, you know, there's definitely a benefit to having melanin. Um, so I think that I've, I've always embraced, you know, what my skin looked like. I've never had a complex um, around it. So I think in that sense, I'm lucky. Uh, but I just, I just love how resilient my skin is. That's what it is. Same. I'm, I think the anti-aging aspect in melanin is great. Um, then, yeah, I love how it looks when it's tan. Like, it just turns gold. Um, <laughs> it's like you see the sun in, in our skin. So, all of the above. Oh, my God. That was beautiful, y'all. You see the sun <laughs> in our skin, and our skin is resilient. Yes, love that. Um, Chanelo, you actually mentioned um, your mother, and we've talked with a lot of beauty gurus on our shows in the past about um, any like skincare routines they witnessed from the women in their lives as they were growing up. Was there any mm. kind of practice that you saw the women in your life doing? So my mom, my mom is really simple. She was a school teacher. And um, so the the one thing I learned from her was just, you know, take care of your skin. So just be deliberate. So it wasn't an elaborate process, but it was very um, deliberate. So she, you know, when she's washing her face, she's taking time to take off, you know, the day. Um, she was a big proponent of shea butter. Um, grew up in Nigeria. So we use shea butter for everything. Uh, so it has a lot of healing properties. Um, super moisturizing, a little bit of SPF protection with it. Um, so that was always a natural um, thing in my household. We used a lot of shea butter for moisture. And, um, but yeah, she definitely kept it simple. Well, I did not know shea butter had SPF or like had skin protection from the sun. Yes, it has about a, a SPF about six. What? Shade is shook right now. <laughs> is that an SPF yeah. get behind Shade? <laughs> yes. Well, that's not that's not enough because we, we, we definitely we, we advise that you use at least um, thirty, and it has to be broad spectrum, which means it has to protect you from UVA and UVB rays. And UVA is uh, one that you know penetrates your skin and causes um, early aging. UVB is sort of the one that uh, burns and also causes cancer. So you want to use at least SPF 30 and it has to be UV. Um, it has to be broad spectrum. So it should cover UV and UVB. Okay, okay. Yeah, we're getting there. We're getting there. I have to, and we'll talk about this more when we talk about the products, but I have to say that having the moisturizer, the Bolden moisturizer with the SPF already in it has like, done wonders mm -hmm. for me. I'm like, oh, I don't have to do two things. And like, yeah. Um, so we were talking about what we love about our skin as melanated women, as black women. Um, and I think people talk a lot about quote unquote, what good hair is. What do y'all think it means to have good skin? 
I can start this one. I really think that we always have to look at our whole body as a system. So good skin is not just what you put on top of your skin. It starts from what you're eating. So if you're eating a balanced diet, all food categories, all colors, the rainbow, if you're well hydrated, then you're very much likely to get a lot of the nutrition that nourishes your skin from within. There's so much we can do from the outside, but you know, good skin starts from within. And I'm definitely a proponent of having a routine. You can make it as simple as possible, but the biggest thing you can do is the consistency. So find a good routine and then consistently do it. Yes, completely. I think about like a friend of mine has amazing skin and every time I see her, I'm like, you're literally glowing from the inside. Like, did you just drink a gallon of water before you came here? Like you could just tell that she's hydrated as hell. Like mm. it's wild. Yeah. Um, I think that's definitely what good skin is. You can see it glowing. Yeah, a hydrated skin is a useful looking skin. You know, it's plump, yeah. you know, it's, it bounces back easily. Um, you don't even get as much dark spots because there's, you know, some cushioning the layers between your skin. So it has all these other, you know, far-reaching implications. So hydration, 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 hydration. <laughs> Every day. Yes. Yeah, I feel like good skin, it like usually looks not shiny, but like kind of glossy. <laughs> like your skin, Chinolo. Chinolo, it's like... <laughs> I'm seeing some the sun hitting it and it's giving me a little, you know, you know what I mean? Well, thank you. Thank you. And and really, I'm the laziest. Like I'm really designing products for me. No way. Like, if I tell you, if I tell you my routine, it's and it's not jeans. Like a lot of people say, yeah, you could get lucky with jeans. But you know, if you really understand, you know, what your skin is telling you, you know. And then be patient. I want to say, you know, the other takeaway is don't do something expecting that in three days your skin's going to be clear. No, you need to give yourself some time. You know, invest a good six months. Um, the older we get, the longer it takes for our skin cells to turn over. So, you know, if you're four, you, you get new skin cells approximately every four days. If you're 30, approximately every 30 days. Um, so anything you do, you have to give it that much time to get new skin cells. So right. patience is a virtue, especially when it comes to skincare. Wow. Yeah, I, mm, we'll talk about that more. I'm like 30 days. <laughs> oh, it's uh, your body. <laughs> You're growing new ones. That's wild. I didn't know that yeah. figure. Um, are there any, is there a celebrity that either, that any of you like covet for their skin that you're like, oh, that skin is gorgeous. Oh, I love Mia Long. It just looks like she's not aging. I've loved her forever and she looks so beautiful every time. I want to get on, you know, what that routine is. Um, yes. And, you know, a lot of times when you're young and have good skin, you take it for granted. But if you see someone who's been around, and still has, you know, really good looking skin. That's work. Yeah, for sure. I would say Gabrielle Union. Gabrielle Union. Uh, yeah, she, and that's another one, right? Like she can put on that clover cheerleading uniform and you wouldn't know the difference. <laughs> like she looks the same. Um, and she talks about how she drinks like a gallon of water every day. So mm. and she really says that her skin is so beautiful because she just drinks so much water. Yeah. I can get behind I, that. I talk about this young lady at times for other reasons, but I have to give it to Alicia Keys. Oh, yeah. Because she stopped her the makeup thing. It was just going natural skin. And I was like, she still wear makeup, but okay. Oh, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I think she puts a little, a little light. We think she put something, but we but saw I her think... in person and she looked very natural. And I was like, 
She looks yeah. amazing. It's not a beat. It's not a celebrity beat. Mm. But you know what it is? I think she's working with something good, though. So the canvas has to be good for you to do, like, a light beat and not have to, you know, do a whole... Cover. And I know she's been, you know, on this journey for a while because I remember seeing... Um, yeah. I don't know if she ever did maybe a proactive or something, mm-hmm. but I know that she had, you know, a problem skin that she said she was covering with, with makeup. But yeah. for her to choose the lifestyle of less is more i'm all about that yeah and it's not hard it's very hard to pull off in the public eye you could have a breakout and you know once you make a public announcement that way everyone holds you to it you know because she could have easily transitioned and not said anything you know like oh she didn't feel like wearing makeup today but once you make a statement it's almost like you've taken a stand and in this hyper polarized environment, everyone, you know, it's either team beat or no beat. Or <laughs> it's interesting to be on Twitter these days. But I think I, I agree. I think Alicia's skin has come a long way and it's beautiful. And I think, you know, it takes a lot of work to be able to pull off, even when you call it a light beat. Um, she's definitely doing a few good things. Yeah. Oh, wait, Glenn, I have one more. Mm-hmm. Georgia Smith also has amazing skin yeah she's gorgeous she looks like she definitely does a light beat yeah she does a light beat <laughs> she's yeah. a light beat girl and gloss mm-hmm. yeah the whole time i'm gonna say pharrell williams because mm-hmm. what is he doing yes yes, yes. <laughs> I, I agree <laughs> but i think he says exfoliate so oh really? is that what it is yes yes he says exfoliate and cold water yeah. he's Oh, y'all know his tricks? I thought he didn't say anything. <laughs> well, he's been asked, so. <laughs> yeah. I thought he know did. his tricks. I thought he was doing Botox. I dermatologist. Yeah, that's not impossible. Um, but he does say it's, you know, I think if you're in the, light, uh, in the limelight and you have access to a lot of help, you might take it. Yeah. Because we are judging on these streets. You know, we're out here judging them. <laughs> We out here judging in these streets. <laughs> um, okay, let's get into the brand. Can you tell us a little bit more about the the genesis of it? Oh, so I founded Bolden with my sister in law, Dee Dee. Uh, so we we met in boarding school in Nigeria. Moved over to the states. Um, found out we were dating brothers. And now we're married to brothers. Uh, and I was working in finance, really got super bored with looking at Excel spreadsheets in New York. And she was um, working in biotech because um, we both have MBAs. And we were just tired of what we were doing. And, you know, we decided, you know, this is something we're passionate about. And I think the turning point for us was we were on vacation um, in the Key West and we were walking the length of the island because it's really walkable out of I think it's maybe about four miles or something uh the length we were walking and we were spending a lot of time in the sun and we were not wearing sunscreen so we thought you know what probably should wear sunscreen you know spending all this time under the sun we walked into a CVS picked up two tubes went back to the hotel put it on and we were looking like Casper the ghost and has had a purple hue to it like, you know, whoever was making this product didn't think people like us were going to purchase it and was obviously not thinking about people with my skin shade. And that was really frustrating. And there weren't really any brands that were speaking to us specifically addressing our needs. So we thought, you know, this is, you, know, you would think that skincare is saturated, but how many brands are black owned? When we started, we couldn't identify. Uh, we had some in color cosmetics, but there wasn't really anybody thinking about our skin. And people are thinking, well, skin is skin. Well, black skin is different. You know, we have bigger melanocytes, the cells that um, make melanin. So they're easier to trigger. So we're all, all black women, one, Uh, pimple away from hyperpigmentation and we all know that so it's not the same thing so we wanted to understand why do we get um, 
hyperpigmentation and how do we have a system that, you know, addresses it? You know, we took a poll amongst our friends and that was the number one concern, you know, dark spots. So it's not even the acne, it's post acne. You have that weeks of dark spots that you're trying to get rid of with all the fade creams. And it's always like an introduction to bleaching in so many cultures because you're trying to get rid of you know get that even tone and we sort of you know went back to understand the science so the biggest thing about you know um hyperpigmentation is prevention prevention is better than no cure so if you never have any cuts burn bruise inflammation then you don't get the hyperpigmentation because hyperpigmentation is a result of the skin's healing process Sort of what happens when your skin's healing in the presence of sunlight so because you have melanin um, cells bigger melanin cells they make extra melanin to protect your skin and that's why it gets darker in the area where you've been hurt so be it a pimple be it a cut that's why we get higher um, hyperpigmentation so you know first of all if you don't get as many breakouts you have less hyperpigmentation when you do get hyperpigmentation and you wear a broad spectrum sunscreen, it, he it heals beautifully and you don't have to deal with hyperpigmentation. So, you know, the big takeaway is wear sunscreen often, wear it every day and you won't have hyperpigmentation. <laughs> really. You have to wear it indoors, right? Someone recently did. Yes. So you have to wear it indoors. So especially uh, because if you have UVA rays, it penetrates to through glass. So UVA rays are the ones that also cause hyperpigmentation, premature aging. Um, if you're sitting by a window, it's getting in. So if you're indoors, you have to wear um, broad spectrum sunscreen, even on cloudy days. Mm -hmm. If you can see the light, wear sunscreen. Damn. It's what it is. So, so I, I know you asked me about the brand and I went, you know, I don't know. <laughs> into the, but yeah, so we really saw a space in the industry in terms of messaging, you know, who's talking to black women, who's teaching us how to, you know, take care of our skin. You know, I'm just looking at the reaction to what I'm saying. This should be common knowledge. We suffer from hyperpigmentation. How come we don't know how to take care of our skin? You know, we're looking at, you know, they keep selling us fade creams you know, put a spot treatment on it, but that's not how you get rid of it. It's a simple system. Encourage people to wear, you know, sunscreen, work on, you know, fighting acne or inflammation, and we won't have hyperpigmentation. So it's really the education around, you know, what causes it and the best, safest way to get rid of it. That's really what we are as a brand. And we saw that opportunity and we've developed, you know, products to fill that, that niche. You know, our best-selling set is a Kleskin kit. It's a little four-step process. It's a pH balance cleanser that's really gentle, but also helps you prevent um, acne. Uh, it's a, a best-selling toner that has niacinamide and 1% glycolic acid. So it's gentle enough for everyday use that helps you exfoliate so you don't have dead skin building up that will cause um, acne. And then it's our broad spectrum SPF with vitamin C. So vitamin C is a hero ingredient. It's, you know, it's an antioxidant, it's brightening. So it gives you that healthy glow. So it's a three in one product. You don't have to worry about, you know, wearing SPF and then putting moisturizer and you know um, taking care of your skin it's, it's one product you put it on you get enough coverage protection and you're ready to go and then at night we encourage people to use a nighttime serum it's a higher dose of glycolic acid you can start out using it maybe a few times a week but it helps you get rid of dead skins so that you know encourages cell turnover your new skin's coming out quicker. And then that's how you have beautiful skin. It's a really easy process. You know, you cleanse, you tone, you wear SPF, night you wash, and you wear a serum. And literally, 
do this consistently for 30 days, you're going to love your skin. You won't have to deal with dark spots. You're not going to have to deal with, even if you have the occasional breakouts, you're going to see a significant difference in the number of breakouts um, you have. The other thing is when you're washing your face, be a little deliberate about it. You know, take a little time, make sure you're doing it for at least a minute um, so that your skin has the time to, so you're getting out the dirt and also letting the ingredients, giving the ingredients an opportunity to do the work, you know, that it's meant to do. A lot of us do the quick, you know, 20 seconds wash. No, take your time. Yeah. So, you know, that's really why we set up the brand and, you know, we've been embraced, you know, the black women, we love our tribe. Um, the biggest thing, the, the most fun thing for us is when we go to events, it's like a love fest. Um, so, you know, we finally have found our purpose and we're enjoying every minute of it, uh, making products for women that look like us. And we wouldn't, we wouldn't um, swap it for anything. That's such a beautiful story. Yeah, I love how you said the word tribe. And I noticed that even um, on your website, you use the word tribe specifically to talk about these women that use your products and even your, your socials. Um, it, there's like a transparency around your branding. It feels very real, very raw. Like people are taking pictures of their skin, fresh face. There's no filters. It's very mm -hmm. honest. Um, well, thank you. I, I, we really think that's really, we want you to be uh, the most comfortable in the skin that you're born with, you know, it shouldn't be a process to make an appearance in the world, you know, just wake up and go. That's really what, what the brand is about. And we we're very happy for, you know, the success that we've seen and the community that we're building. Yeah. We talked at the beginning about, um, you know, this extra buzz around Black brands in the wake of, like, the uprising of the Black Lives Matter movement. And there was recently this um, pledge called the 15% pledge that was calling on to retailers to give 15% of their shelf space to Black-owned businesses. Um, and I saw yeah. that Bolden is, is being carried in Target, which is awesome, such a major retailer. Could you talk to us sort of about the process of getting the product into stores, like sort of from the business side of it? Yes, so, so the big, so we're excited to, you know, to partner with, you know, big uh, retail outlets. Uh, but I think the most important thing to know is you wanna be ready for that though. Because um, when they give you a, shelf space there's an expectation around it so your tribe has to come out and support otherwise you know it's it's a business they're going to make the business decision whether to keep you know keeping you on the shelves or uh to to transition so i think the biggest thing when i hear 15 percent is uh is the industry ready to support the brands when they come on board uh, because there's a lot that happens behind the scenes to get on the shelves, but more importantly, to stay on the shelves. Um, so to stay on the shelves, you have to be well capitalized so that you do a lot of the support that's required to push the product. Um, you have to be well capitalized to do the promotion, to let your audience know that you are in the stores. Like I said, Target is looking at that shelf space so if you're not turning over as quickly as they would expect they want to make money from that shelf space so if they give it to you and you're the black brand um when the trend wears away and they have to meet their quality numbers or there's a new buyer who doesn't know the history or the relationship or why um this brand is here they're just looking at the numbers. Are you performing? So it's one thing to get the opportunity, but the other thing is to have the support that keeps you um, there. So that's that's the biggest takeaway that, you know, it's good to have the opportunity, but make sure that you're getting the support that it will take. Make sure that your community is, you know, going to be behind you, going to purchase, um, because Target is 
unfortunately, a business, not a charity. <laughs> so even if they, they say they're going to, you know, make 15% on all other retailers, even if they commit to making 15%, it's almost like you have to know that some of these brands are newer, some of these brands are not as capitalized as their counterparts, because we know what, how hard it is for people of color to have access to capital. You know, it's not an it's not an equitable playing field. Um, just as long as there's support for brands, I think it's a beautiful thing. Uh, but a lot of times, if you get in prematurely, it's not always a happy ending. I so it's imp- so it's important to you know if you if your brand is is a brand that you love is in a store shelf. I want you to go and support them. Uh, because yes, it's a beautiful opportunity to be in the stores, uh, but they have to stay in the stores, and the only way they stay in the stores is if they're selling. That's such a good point because I heard that, and like a lot of brands are doing that, and I'm like, wow, that's amazing. But as you're saying that, I like put on my retail hat because I used to be in buying, and I'm like, wait, that's so true. Like you have to fulfill purchase orders now for this huge organization. And you're still filling things for your own brand on your own e-com and wherever, if you have like a brick and mortar. And then it's like, what stores are they putting these in? Like, are they putting it in stores where there are people that are going to buy your product? Or are they just like, yeah, we're just going to sprinkle you around Target. Like, are the buyers and planners being strategic and like putting you in Targets that are in the communities for your people to access it? Are they like supporting you in terms of like, is there signage in the store? Is there like additional information to support you? Cause it's one thing to be like, yeah, you're going to get shelf space for, you know, one quarter, but then it's in like the middle of nowhere where there are no black people and no one exactly. you. Yes. So it ends up costing you so much just getting right. traffic. Um, and it puts, it could put, uh, you know, an undue pressure or unnecessary pressure for a, a small brand. Um, so all of a sudden you're just happy to be growing and then like, oh, you know, your sales trends are not uh, where they need to be. It's just additional pressure. And we just like how we've grown, um, you know, organically building our, tra- uh, our tribe, um, just growing from what word of mouth. So I think it's a, it's a wonderful opportunity, but it's really not the be all and end all. Um, Plus, if you look at the trends, e-com is, you know, it's a, it's becoming a bigger um, percentage of sales. So to the extent that, you know, a lot of millennial uh, customers are more comfortable shopping online than going into stores, you know, COVID has accelerated that. People who never were comfortable um, shopping online have tried it and are now believers. So we're seeing the trend. Um, so at some point, you know, Target, you know, is making a bigger deal of its e-com site just because of the threat of other bigger uh, commerce um, sites like Amazon. So everything is going online. It might not get there in one day, but, you know, there's beauty to cultivating your own tribe. So you can give them information. When you go through a third party, you don't have a lot of visibility other than you're on a shelf and you're discoverable. And like I said, depending on what kind of support you have, you know, there's good support so that it's visible why we have this brand. But you could get there and get lost in with all of the other products. What makes you stand out? How do people find you? You have to think of that process. So there's, um, you know, it's really a good development, but it's complicated. And, uh, and I'm hoping that they put a lot of support behind nurturing the brands and giving them the runway that you'll need to be successful. So 100%. That's, that's what I think about the 15% really long. <laughs> no, well said. And I think it, it connects really nicely back to what you were saying earlier about having this tribe, um, and, and a lot of people now are like going into business for themselves and like the importance of betting on themselves and, and like um, trusting in the relationships that they have with their, their audience, their customers, their, their buyers. Um, yeah, because that's what it comes down to. Um, 
Yeah. And also the consumer just being smarter, you know, and more thoughtful. Like why put my money towards this, you know, billion dollar old brand, you know, I'm thinking of whatever, when there's like a brand new one that is from my own community, that's taking extra time to think about me. Um, that's where I should be spending my money. And I think now people are smartening up, which is a good thing. Um, and I just hope it remains consistent. You know, we don't lose this momentum within our community. I think I read somewhere like the black dollar stays in our community for like an hour. <laughs> yeah. And other communities it stays in for at least a few days. Days. You know? And that's the difference. And that's the difference. You know, I had said, you know, why buy black? because we're going to invest in our communities as human beings that's what we do you're going to employ people that look like you because that's what you're comfortable with um so the bigger you are the bigger the pie and you're going to it'll be reflected in your community yeah i really wish buying black would never be would not be a trend it'll just be you know what we do and i think we're also really very hard on our black businesses. You know, we're constantly complaining about the service. You know, um, we don't give them as much grace as we give the, you know, bigger brands. Um, we're quick to complain, quick to cancel. You know, we have to nurture, you know, I, I think there's definitely room for, you know, good service. Good service will always win. Um, and that's really what we stand for. You know, we want you to always have a good experience with every interaction that you have with our brand. Um, but I also know that, you know, when customers are disappointed, they're very quick to cancel you. It's almost like they're waiting for you to, you know, do something like, oh, I knew that. I knew that was going to happen. Um, so I just encourage people to give, you know, give brands a little more grace. It's a growing process. You know, the bigger we get, the better it will be the more resources we'll have to address, you know, all of the issues. Um, but definitely buy black. Yeah, it's a lifestyle. It's a way of life. It should be more than a trend. I want to circle back um, even to kind of piggyback off of what you were saying, Chelsea, making a brand with, with us in mind, with black women and women of color in mind. Um, and with Bolden's... Um, Bolden really zeroing in on this hyperpigmentation thing that we a lot of us struggle with. Um, and we've been talking off and on throughout our conversation about the difference between skin bleaching, skin lightening, dark spot correction, hyperpigment, treating hyperpigmentation, like all of these different types of terms. Um, and I don't know if y'all remember when Black China partnered with this woman, her name was Isdencia. She's a like a singer, pop star, she says, out of Cameroon. She has a brand called White Tenicious. Um, Wait, yeah. it's called White Tenicious? Girl, it is called yeah. White Tenicious. I remember, I remember that. <laughs> and she's saying it's for dark spots, but it's called White Tenicious. <laughs> like the branding shows her and Black China with the faces bleached out. Um, and she says that like, she, I can't even, yeah. I cannot, I, I don't even, I cannot. It's, it's a mess. And, you know, Black China got, came under fire for partnering with this brand, especially because it was being sold in Africa, Africa. Um, just really complicated. And it, it, it brought about this like larger conversation about um, color complexes and things like that. And this like long history of skin bleaching. Um, so yeah, I know you've talked about this before, Chanilo. I saw that you blogged about it. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, I just it's, want to say really quickly, I'm so sorry. It's $250 and the bottle is covered in like crystals this is like I know. What, this is crazy it's crazy <laughs> yeah you know it's it's a big marketplace and there's there's all sorts of niche uh products but i think that was a, a really good conversation around you know um bleaching and the need to lighten I think it's part of the holdover from colonization when white and lighter is seen as better, even in our language, you know, when white knight is saving you and the black sheep is something derogatory. So 
you know, we've been raised and cultured around the language and the imagery. So a lot of it, there's a lot of education that has to go into embracing what we look like. Um, we are, you know, we have been cultured by what we enjoy and, and what we call entertainment, you know, to appreciate lighter. I think it's unfortunate and they're just playing into a lot of people's insecurities. Um, when you ask people, why are you bleaching? Well, they think that's what, you know, the men like, or it'll make them stand out among their friends. You know, light is better. We see it in the uh, music videos. You know, there's a lot of controversies around casting where we want the exotic looking black girl. So you're black in name, but your features are very European or Asian. Um, and that's what we go for. So you, it takes a lot for you to grow up knowing this is what is accepted to see that you don't meet that standard and still love yourself. So I think, you know, for the black girl, you know, and, and just personally, I think that a lot has to be done around us embracing exactly what we look like, you know, um, I, I, you know, it gets really difficult for me to, to, to talk about this because I'm really passionate about this, you know, with the imagery, um, that was just rubbish, you know, um, selling bleaching cream and trying to justify it. They're just looking to make money and there's, there's a market for it. There are people who want to look lighter and they're just providing that service for them. But I would caution, you know, I know there was a whole media thing around it. You know, a lot of times all publicity, you never know who people are and where their pain points are. You're just giving it publicity and the person who's looking to be lighter, oh, you mean there's a product out there that could actually do this for me? Even if it wasn't your intention, it's gonna get, um, it's gonna get them customers uh, because there's a need. And I think the bigger question is why do people feel the need to lighten their skin? And a, a lot of it is around what we've been cultured to accept as beautiful, what beauty standards are, what you see in magazines. Um, and that's changing. And I like that that's changing because black women are finally getting a platform that allows us to speak. You know, we're very vocal on social media, on Twitter, a lot of the trends we're setting. Uh, and I hope that in a number of years, you know, we will occupy space exactly how we are without the need to, you know, conform or look different. Um, we're, all the, we're the only race that is constantly, I guess not just us, it also happens in Asia where lighter is better because of what it means. Like if, you, if you're lighter, it means you, you don't do farm work and you're indoors. So it sort of like means you're wealthy. But there's, there's a lot of, you know, part of it might also be, you know, Asia was colonized. So uh, the standard for beauty is very pale. But I think, you know, with where the world is going and we're all getting a platform where our voices can be heard, I think that's changing. And I'm happy for the next generation of black girls who will embrace themselves and love themselves exactly how we are. Yeah, I I watched this documentary on Netflix called Skin, um, oh. and they talked a lot about like the skin bleaching and like obviously it's sad already that someone would want to change their skin color, but then what made me really sad was that people were buying these products and sometimes products made by other Black women. Um, and it, it was actually like damaging their skin. It wasn't like making their skin lighter. It was, it was damaging and deteriorating their skin. And there was this one woman that was so sad. She was like, she wished she never did this to herself because yes. now it's like extreme hyperpigmentation. Like mm -hmm. the knuckles are so dark. dark. There are spots that are so dark and it's, it wasn't, you know, even close to what she was expecting to get from, from that cream. 
So it was really sad. It's really sad. Yeah. I lived in Asia for a while and my, every, so many people there are new bleached. My host sister used to make bleaching cream and sell it in the market. She, the first day I saw her, when I showed up at the house, I was like, whoa, like you've been bleaching. Like I could tell, <laughs> I saw her. Yeah. It looked bad. Like it was so, I mean, and her skin would break out like super like cystic acne. Uh, it just, she looked so weak. Like her skin looked weak, translucent. Um, yeah, um, I agree. A lot of it is, you know, societal pressure. So if you're in a society where people expect you to look a certain way, so it's more acceptable. Yeah, but I think it has to do with, you know, education. So, you know, appreciating what you look like. And it's the narrative because you have to think of, you know, how we've been cultured to expect, certain, you know, appreciate certain things as more beautiful than others. We could be trained to accept, you know, change the beauty standards so that it's more inclusive. So there isn't one representation of beauty. So if there isn't one representation of beauty, then you don't have to conform or change what you, you know, what you look like just to be accepted as beautiful. Yeah, and I think for me, the biggest problem with even bleaching in the, um, the skin and uh, Netflix video was a lot of people are doing so much damage and they're not protecting their skin. Nobody is wearing sunscreen. And we have very high UV index. So you're making your skin more sensitive to light and you are in a very high UV index envir environment. So the melanin that would naturally have protected you, you're taking away, then you're even exposing yourself to a lot of UV rays. So yeah, it sort of accelerates the deterioration of the skin, which is really sad. So how are some of these products like even legal? We, well, they're not on paper. They are not. But you also have to think of sort of like the, the jurisdiction who's enforcing it. You know, if it's illegal, but there's no enforcement, then it might as well be legal. Uh, so it's really in it's really around the enforcement. If you know, because if you're not educated, that's really what the role of the government should be, to help you help yourself. So not everybody has all of the information. So as a well-run government with very informed and sophisticated people, you should make uh, it easy for your citizenry to make better choices by not making a lot of these harmful products um, available. We shouldn't all be product experts. To before we go shopping. That's not how it is. When you go into a store, you're expecting that, oh, you know, Target has done a little bit of vetting. When you go to Whole Foods, you're assuming, you know, I'm expecting to get a certain type of product here. I'm expecting Whole Foods to have, you know, looked at the ingredients and not let any, you know, unnecessary sugar or high fructose corn syrup in these products. That's why I shop here. So that's, you know, it's shorthand for quality. But when you don't have any, you know, quasi-regulatory agency or company doing it, it's a free-for-all. You have to do it for yourself. You have to be very well-versed in what your ingredients are. Are they safe? Are they not toxic? What dosage? And we're not, as human beings, we're not equipped. We're looking for solutions. All I want is I want to be lighter. Okay, this is... The product that gets me lighter. I'm not asking the question, what does this do to my kidneys? You know, what does this do to my internal organs? In five years, what do I look like? No, I just want to satisfy the current need now of looking lighter. So maybe I get a little more attention or I become more popular. And that's why, you know, a lot of times when you have a failed government, stuff like this happens. But yeah, bottom line is you need better regulation around this. Uh, yeah. because we can't all be skincare as experts. Yeah, California actually just passed um, a law. It was the Toxic Free Cosmetics Act at the mm -hmm. end of September. So now they, you literally can't buy um, products that have a certain amount of toxic ingredients, which is kind of, I mean, it's great for California, but like, come on, that should be 
That should be that should be universal, right? That should be universal. Yeah. And, and yeah. it's not even only our skincare. I love that you mentioned our food. You know, they'll say yeah. something organic. It's just marketing. You know, it, it might yeah. not be organic. So and organic, our- organic is a designation. So it has to be, it has to meet USDA standards for organic. Natural does not have a definition. Mm. So, but as consumers, when we hear natural, sometimes think organic. Oh, it must be good, but it doesn't mean anything. So if you have a company, you know, that isn't honest and is really out for just making money, um, they'll say natural because that's what customers are looking for. So we've been very specific and deliberate that we do not, there's no confusion around, you know, what our ingredients are. We don't say natural because natural doesn't have a meaning, but we know what people think when they say natural and, you know, synthetic doesn't mean bad. You know, there's this whole movement about, oh, if I can't pronounce, you know, the ingredient, then I shouldn't use it. I think that's too simplistic. You know, we need to, you know, a lot of these ingredients are well-researched. They're not going to hurt us, but it's a chemical. So it has a chemical name. Um, you know, vitamin C is ascorbic acid. If it's in a different form, it even has a more complex name, but it doesn't take away from the fact that it's vitamin C. So we can't all say, oh, you know, I only have avocado and aloe and cucumber water in this product and meanwhile you want to wake up and have no acne antibacterial you know at some point we have to let science be science you know yes you can still have a well-formulated product that is effective and won't hurt you but we don't all have to be reduced to using you know coconut oil for everything there's a place and time for it and then you have a place and time for other comp- more complex ingredients. Um, so we're all about efficacy, clean. Uh, none of our ingredients will hurt you, but we promise that it will work. Love that. Yes. All right. Well, that was so well said. I'm, sure, I'm, having, to, I'm having to move because the sun's moving in my room. No, I know. And I was thinking about those rays coming through your windows. <laughs> I'm wearing sunscreen, so that's okay. <laughs> um, we were talking a lot about the importance of like embracing your natural beauty in your body. Um, so I think this actually frames us really nicely for our what would you do? What would you do? So we got this letter in from a listener who says, Dear BGT, I lost a lot of weight over the past few years and I'm in the best shape of my life, but I'm really self-conscious about my stretch marks now. To be honest, I always wanna have sex with the lights off and even when my partners tell me they love my body, I have such a hard time believing them. I'm working on a new skin routine to try to get, get it together, but any advice on embracing my body in the process? You guys want me to go first? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, I know stretch marks are tough because um, it's, you know, your skin stretched out. You know, what would help is hydration. Hydration is really good and exfoliation. So if she could get on, just making sure she's really well hydrated and exfoliating, that would, that might help. But, you know, I'm all for embracing what we look like. I think if you, you know, if you're confident in your body, it shows up in everything you do. The people around you will, will embrace it. You know, it's like when you own it, everyone thinks this is, this is what, you know, what it should be. And if she owns it, then she'll attract people who will like her for who she is. You know, I'm really sad that she, you know, she is feeling, you know, not as confident as she possibly can, but I think it might be a process. You know, this is a new body, might take a little time. My advice is, you know, work on loving you the way you are right now, because if you love yourself, you will attract the people who will love you for you. And um, that's the easiest thing you know, not trying to be somebody you are not or, you know, looking forward to when you reach that 
um, goal image or, or look. Because you know what happens while you're waiting? Life. You know, so just embrace what you look right now and love you for who you are. I know it's, I know it's harder than it is, but it's almost very, once you do it, you wonder why you never, you know, what you were waiting for the entire time. And you're going to find someone who loves you with all, the whole of you, every inch of you. Stretch marks are not a problem. It's, you know, it's our skin. Um, and it's this need for perfection. There's no such thing as perfect. You know, you're going to find someone who will love you, stretch marks and all. And it has to start with you. If you don't have confidence in yourself, though, you're telling people there's something that needs to be changed. And I don't think there's anything that needs to be changed. Mm -hmm. So just embrace who you are. And good luck. <laughs> yeah, I'm I really excited for her, for her weight loss. I think any journey towards health uh, should be applauded. Absolutely. Go ahead, Chelsea, I, you want to weigh in? Yeah, I mean, I just, I, every time I think about stretch marks, I think about this Cat Williams stand-up where he was like, men don't give a shit about stretch marks. It's either you was skinny and you got big or you were big and you got skinny. Like, it, they're stretch marks, like, you know, and everyone has them, it's somewhere. Um, I think it's, it's so interesting that like we, we, as you said, like we strive for this perfection. Um, it probably has to do with, you know, what we see on Instagram and these people looking perfect, but they're just airbrushing and putting on a filter and, you know, doing a little blurring out. Everyone has stuff, you know, and I think you should be proud of your weight loss journey. And that is a part of the journey, you know, are your skin you know, was bigger and smaller. And so you have the marks. Um, and I think, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Um, I just think, I mean, I feel you. I've definitely been insecure about stretch marks. So I don't want to pretend that I haven't been, but they're on your body now. So just love them. Tag, um, what was I going to say? Cat Williams. He was like, you just look like a hot tiger now. That, that was his oh, joke. But I, I, I love that. I love that. <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah, I think that what y'all were saying about embracing it, like, I think that the, we actually are more uncomfortable, like, trying to hide parts of our bodies that we're insecure about. Like, like imagine if, like, so let's say you're going to the beach or something, and you're, like, so much more concerned with, like, hiding the stretch marks or covering them up, like, because you think you're going to be more uncomfortable by showcasing them. All of the like shit that you're going through in your mind to like try to cover up and hope that people don't see is actually a lot more like imprisoning to you than just showing those parts of your body than being like free. Um, and I think as you said, Chanelo, like I think you'll find that people are, are not gonna be pressed if you're not pressed. Like, no one's going to be like, oh, shit, look at that. Da, da, da. If you're just out here like, yeah, I look great. I just lost mad weight. My body is on. And, right? Um, and I love what you said, too, Chelsea. Like, I think every mark on your body is, like, it tells a story. So it's those, those stretch marks are a mark of, like, this journey that you just had and this transformation in your body. Um, and I know that it's, that it's not going to be easy. But, yeah, life is happening now. Like you said, yeah. Chelsea. That's I my knees. Yeah, exactly. It's easier said than done, I think, but it's like nothing to feel ashamed about. Like yeah. it, it's it's a process. I think every girl probably remembers like when they got stretch marks and they're like, oh, like had like a freak I'm out. I'm ruined. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And like, it just kind of is a part of, I think, being a woman in a lot of ways, which is like really beautiful that you can kind of, everyone kind of bond in that thing. So like, look at it as just this, a part of you that's part of your journey. I still cannot stand mine. They drive me crazy because they're all over my butt and I don't even have a butt. So I'm like, what was this for? Like, what stretch? I'm trying to follow that part. But I throw my cocoa butter on and I just keep it moving because it, it is what it is. <laughs>
My good sis, that's a black girl doing shit. Well, this has been a wonderful, beautiful conversation. And we have to cap it off by celebrating our black girl doing shit, which is you, Chanello. Um, joining us. <laughs> we absolutely love the product. We love Bolden. Um, we love the passion behind it. Um, that you made something just for us, I think makes us all feel really special and seen and valued and validated. Um, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. Um, you know, um, I'm a podcast lover and I was so delighted to run into you guys and to be on this podcast now, this is like just cherry on top of the cake. So yeah. thank you guys for having me. Thank you so much. I love the product. I love to Glenn's point that it's really made with us in mind. Like I struggle with dark spots all the time. And like when we received the product and I saw like helps with dark spots, I was like, hello, <laughs> yes, this is what I've been looking for. And it just felt like it was like for me, like literally I opened it and I was like, this is a real feel good moment. So thank you so much. And thank you for joining us. Thank you. All right. Where can our followers uh, continue to follow you? Uh, where can they find the product? So we're on on Instagram. We're at Bolden USA. Uh, same thing on Twitter and Facebook. And then our website is boldenusa.com. Thanks so much for tuning in, y'all. This is Glenn at Black Girls Texting. Wow. Angie's List is now Angie, your home for everything home. Angie still has the same top pros and reviews you've counted on for more than 20 years. Only now, you'll also get access to all the tools you need to make your home a happy place. Inside, outside, big or small, Angie helps you find the right solution for whatever you need done, all from your phone. It's simple to find upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. You can even search pricing guides to see what others paid for similar jobs and easily compare quotes from top local pros to make sure you're getting a fair price. From lawn care to repairing the AC to the project of your dreams, Angie has your home projects handled from start to finish. Plus, when you book and pay through Angie, they'll cover your project up to the full purchase price plus limited damage protection with their happiness guarantee. Make your home an Angie home. Check out Angie.com today. And for more on the happiness guarantee, go to Angie.com forward slash happiness hyphen guarantee dot htm.